Hello and welcome to the second in a series of podcasts that we're putting out as part of the student stage at Penner Education. You have me, Lucy Harmsworth, client manager at Penner, and I'm joined by Hannah Williams, project officer in the outreach team at Liverpool John Moores University. Hi Hannah, thanks for taking the time to join us on the podcast today, where we will discuss how parents can influence young people's university decision making and what we can do to assist with marketing, recruitment and outreach teams to better engage with the audience. So before I go into anything else, I thought it might be nice, Hannah, if you want to give a brief introduction into yourself and your role and just a little bit more about the university and the work you do. Yeah, thanks so much, Lucy. Um, Thanks for having me on today. Hello, everybody. I am Hannah Williams and I work in LJMU's outreach team as a project officer. Um, So the outreach team works to give prospective students advice and guidance to ensure they make informed decisions about university. So we go around loads of schools and colleges across the UK delivering presentations and workshops um, just to give students loads of advice about higher education. Um, So my role is a little bit more targeted as I work in collaboration with the Merseyside Partnership of the UniConnect program uh, which is called Shaping Futures. So I work with students from underrepresented groups um, to ensure everyone who wants to go to university has a fair chance regardless of their background. Um, So I run different mentoring schemes, some with an aspiration focus, some with an academic focus, and just to give students that extra push into choosing university. Um, So I'm currently working on various parental engagement initiatives to support parents and carers with anything HE, which is why I'm here today to talk to you all about parental engagement. I'd say there's a range of factors that parents and carers are going to prioritise when they're supporting their children into HE. Um, And if you think about it, of course, there is because it's such a huge decision and they want to make sure their children are going to make the best decision that they can. Um, So I always kind of look at it in two kind of ways. You've kind of got a lot of academic priorities um, that are all to do with the actual education that their child's going to receive. Um, So this includes factors such as reputation and ranking of universities. Um, And I guess the university's reputation is commonly down to word of mouth, really. But you've got things like the rankings and the league tables um, that are based on actual statistics and survey results about things like student satisfaction, um, employment rates, student staff ratios, all things like that. So it's really important that parents and carers and the students as well look into these factors um, just to kind of get a feel for the university and the reputation it has. Um, So also kind of regarding the education as well. the facilities that each university offers should be a priority for parents and I know that's a key thing they definitely look into Um, and whether it's their students studying a STEM subject, a Bachelor of Science or a Bachelor of Arts, so from looking at labs to dance studios, uh, parents just need reassurance really that their their children are going to get high quality teaching that's worth that £9,250 price tag Um, and as well I guess another thing regarding education um, if any student has special educational needs or disability, a parent needs to know that there's going to be bespoke support available for them. So whether this is kind of a learning plan, um, adapted teaching, financial um, support, there's definitely going to need reassurance there that a student's going to be able to excel and all their needs are going to be catered for. Um, so yeah, the quality of education is a huge priority, I'd say, um, but it's equally important to consider social priorities as well. Um, as I think a main thing parents and carers want really is their child to enjoy their university experience. Like it's a whole lifestyle change when you think of it, not just for the student, but the parents as well. It's like the student's going to be moving away for the first time um, and the parent's going to be in a house without their child. Then it's a big change for both of them. Um, so 
parents and carers need to be confident that their child is going to be happy and in good hands. So other things like and priorities really that I think parents would take into consideration is things like student accommodation. So is it affordable? Is it nice? Is it clean? Can the child choose halls based on religious beliefs or gender-based accommodation? Because that's of importance to some people. Um, and it's like I said, it's likely to be their first time living out so with the student advice and wellbeing services. Is the academic and pastoral support available? What's the city or town like? Does it suit their child's hobbies and interests? Is it safe? Is there a good student union? They just want to make sure that their child's going to have the best time they can at university. Um, so to conclude, there's so many different factors um, that you can promote about your university to kind of give parents that confidence. And I think priorities will differ depending on each parent, really. Like my dad, for example, was obsessed with graduate success stories and, you know, employment rates and all that. Whereas my mum was just focused on city crime rates and everything. And they're both OK. They're both good factors to pay attention to. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just parents need that reassurance, that kind of they can look into everything the university offers and just be confident that that's the right place for their child. Brilliant. Thanks, Hannah. I think, yeah, like you were saying, there's so many different um, points and different priorities that, that we need to think about when approaching in marketing, but to ensure that we're kind of honing in on all the different reasons for what, for what parents will be considering when thinking about their, their child going to university. And I think that's somewhere where Liverpool John Moores do this really well. Um, because like you've just mentioned there, there's so many different factors that you need to take into consideration um, and kind of all the different things that, that a parent thinks about that you might just, without considering it, um, it, it might be such a small thing to, like you said, to one parent, but a different to the other. So the, the example you gave there about your own parents, exactly similar to how um, many things we've heard as, as well from different parents around not wanting this, like the, the worry and anxiety of their child going away um, to university, but at the same time wanting to make sure that they get the best experience, but also they're in really safe hands, they're getting the best education. Um, and like you said, that it's that value for money piece. Um, so building on that, um, I think we also, something I want to talk about, something else that we consider um, for parents when thinking about how we market to them is the different perceptions and their levels of understanding of university. So just going back to what you mentioned before, I think parents can subconsciously, as we all do, pass on their perceptions to their children. So for instance, if they're a parent that have been to university themselves, they might more likely be instilling in their children from a young age that the kind of importance of university and, and that higher education um, experience. Uh, whereas some students, even more so now, there's such an increase of first generation students, for example, where the sale of university could be a lot harder to their parents. Just going back to that, the, the, the kind of the cost of university and um, the parents kind of not ex having experienced it before and their own kind of anxiety again about their children being away from home. Will they be able to get a job afterwards? Um, so there's kind of lots of weighing up and down that um, parents consider just as much as students do around going to university. So I guess on that, it would be kind of good to understand a bit more about how Liverpool John Moores have tackled this as a university and what other factors, including parents and children's backgrounds, you think have could have an impact on um, the students' decision-making about whether to go to university just as much around which university 
to go to? Yeah, so tackling parent perceptions and like their level of understanding of higher education is a really, really tough issue. I'm not going to say it's not because it really is. And parents are such a hard group to reach as well. Like a lot of universities don't have direct contacts to parents who've got to go through schools and colleges as well. So it's really, really hard to kind of beat those myths down. But I think a lot of these misconceptions as well are, like you said, Lucy, they are regarding the finance system. And it's so important that universities provide this parental support because otherwise people like me and outreach teams from all across the UK, um, especially wide in participation roles, we will work so hard with students and we'll get them to kind of change the whole mindset about university and they realise that they have the potential to go for them to then take all these aspirations home and have it all taken away by parents who are worried about being able to fund it or they're worried if their students if their child sorry has special educational needs that they can't succeed and all these daft little worries that aren't true and it's just we can put so much work in but it can be destroyed so quickly and I don't blame parents at all because the higher education sector is so different from when they were 18 and a lot of them will have gone through the system the system themselves or maybe they didn't have the money back then to do it and all that kind of knowledge that they've had they've still got because they haven't revisited it until now so why would they kind of have learned the new systems they've had no reason to so it's kind of I completely see where it's come from really all the confusion but it's just so important that we need to tackle it really so that everyone who wants to go can go and so to tackle it as a university um we're doing we're building parents into our strategy as an outreach team but last year I undertook some research on behalf of Liverpool John Moore's University and Shaping Futures and um, last November December um, and as I've said parents are a really really hard group to reach so I utilised um, our outreach team's network of schools and colleges in Merseyside um, so I basically sent out a survey to loads of school contacts who then pushed it to their parents. So it went in parent newsletters, on websites, or things like that. Um, and I'm so grateful for the support of our teachers and all our um, contacts because I got a good sample size with lots of responses. Um, so I won't go into too much detail here because I could be talking for ages, but I basically sent a survey which asked parents just all about higher education. So what do you know about higher education? Then I asked them about student finance. So what's the difference between a maintenance loan and a tuition loan? Do you feel confident with this? Do you know what UCAS is? Just all the generic questions, really. Um, and I'm more than happy to share my report and the findings if anyone does want to read it. But I think the most important thing was, well, to come out of it, was that I started the survey with a general knowledge question, which just asked, basically, do you know a lot about higher education? And 57% of the participants said they knew a lot about higher education. And then I went through each element of higher education. So you cast finance and things and quiz them on little bits. And the majority of the answers said they didn't know and wanted more support. So I think the main conclusion there is parents and carers think they understand higher education when in reality there's a lot of gaps in the knowledge. So my survey there is evidence that we do need to support parents and carers, especially in Merseyside because it went to Merseyside schools. Um, so now at John Moores, we can use these survey results to design events um, and we target them to the areas that parents have requested support in. So we're therefore building carers, parents and carers into our outreach strategy um, just so parents and carers can then give the best advice and support they can to their children to help them make the right decisions. Um, so yes, we basically just run through the areas. We've got evidence of areas where they need more support and we're, we're meeting them, them needs, really. 
And um, we also ensure these programmes reach parents of students from those underrepresented groups, because, as I've said, everyone has the right to a fair future in education, regardless of their background. So it's really important that um, we make sure everyone's included in that. Wow, that, that all sounds really um, good. And I'd definitely love to hear more about the research that you carried out, um, if I may, and kind of have a look through the, the research. Um, and what's really great also is, like you mentioned, that as well as kind of identifying um, this audience and, and taking this information on board, you're actually then able to cater your open day events around that um, as well to, to really base it upon the information that not only the students need, but the parents need as well, which are a, a key audience um, at the moment. Um, and that's something that if we've got time, we'll come on a bit more at the end. Um, what I kind of wanted to run into next was, I guess, what we kind of can really really kind of identify at the moment is parents are a key audience um, to target when looking at our university marketing strategies. So another area that's really worth considering is how they formulate their opinions about university and where they get their information from. So there's several different media channels out there specific to higher education that we know students use and, and some that their parents might use as well. Um, but what a lot of parents kind of find their information for from is a social media university websites where there's lots of information on there and um, but also kind of through the media and um, the good the bad and the ugly and um, so I guess it's kind of just over to you to find out a bit more about where you think they kind of formulate their opinions from and um, based on which in which channels they might use yeah as you said Lucy I think it is about the media definitely um I think the parents would formulate their opinions, I guess, the same way we do for many things. So word of mouth, media, and that that explains why there is a lot of misconceptions, really just the same way that fake news goes around. Um, so, for example, like I'll be out shopping with my friends and whatever, and she wants to buy, I want to buy a lipstick, and she's like, oh, no, I've had that, it doesn't look nice, don't like it, and I'll just completely boycott this product based on one person's opinion. I think the same happens. It's quite dangerous for parents because one person's child will go to a university and say they had a bad experience. This person will then feed it back they went there it was dreadful and it's university is such an individual experience that just because one person didn't enjoy it it just wasn't right for them doesn't mean that it's not going to be right for their child um there's so many different courses it's just everyone's university experience is so different there's course options that change it and there's just so many factors that come into play and I think that's it, it definitely is word of mouth that does formulate a lot of opinions um so I think the advice really you just want to ensure that parents are getting the correct up-to-date information and I suppose university websites are definitely the key place for that um it's just kind of pushing that out to parents as much as you possibly can um I think schools and colleges are really good at that as well and definitely need to utilize um your school relationships really we're pushing information out so if you're ever doing schools events or working with the colleges use them to get in because they all so the school's obviously a really credible source for the school and they do put a lot of faith into them as well yeah I completely agree um, and I think that's why it's important to, to make sure that your content is kept up to date on your websites as well as your relevant social media channels and any kind of media profiles or anything that's that's bought into any content that's out there and 
especially free content like your your website and um, it's, it's worth keeping it up to date um, and relevant which we know Liverpool John Moores do a really great job of um, and so I think overall it's, it's really clear to see that we need to be giving parents the information they need to assist in their child's decisions about the future so Hannah, if I may ask, how have you approached this in the past and kind of what information have you found parents find most useful in, and, and when, if there's a particular kind of stage in the in the cycle that you kind of see more interest from parents? Um, so yeah, I agree. We obviously definitely need to offer advice and guidance to parents and carers, um, as we've said previously, so they can help their child make informed decisions. Um, in the past, John Moores, we've approached it through working closely, as I've said, with our network of schools and colleges and just pushing anything we can possibly through them um, and supporting their school events. Um, I found parental events to be more successful when they've taken place at school or to coincide with like parents evenings or open events or something at the school. Um, and I think this is because that school has that kind of community feel and parents don't want to miss out. So there's the whole of the child in school and there's something going on in the evening. Now I'll be talking like, is your mum and dad going? And then that'll get fed back and the, the parents don't want to miss out on anything. And external institutional events obviously kind of lack this commitment. Um, so it's really, really important to work with schools. And also if they take place in schools and they're more convenient for parents who are likely to live local and so can come after work and everything. So it's really important to work closely with schools and colleges um, and just to get involved as much as you can there. But in terms of what, in regards to what information we offer, we like to treat parents really the same way we do with students. So just go back to basics, strip it all back and start from scratch and just run through how simple all the processes really are and get rid of all those misconceptions, almost act like a myth buster really. So everything from UCAS personal statement, student finance, applying to accommodation, just everything that you need to teach the student teach the parents as well and just act like no one knows anything and then you can get rid of all their misconceptions um, so although I know the students are the main ones you need to teach of course because they're adults now and they'll be going through it a lot of them at this point will still rely on their parents so it is really important that the parents and carers have an awareness um, in terms of time scales a lot of things will happen obviously in summer for year 12 when you kind of want to introduce them to HA and then as the students are going through the higher education system that's kind of when you want to be getting into the parents step by step and just go through it with them like you are with the students and then they can go through it together. So that all sounds great so on that I just wanted to touch upon the support that Liverpool John Moores have been able to give parents and carers over the past year in, in taking the COVID restrictions into account? Yeah, so obviously we recognise that for our current students, it's been an awful year really and COVID restrictions have severely interfered with what how they expected their first year of university to go. And obviously we're all really, really disappointed that we haven't been able to welcome them on campus yet, but we are so excited too um, in the upcoming months and obviously next year when they get to join us. We also understand that it's been so tough for parents and carers as well who have sent their children obviously off to university thinking they're going to have this fun first year and it just hasn't been 
the way everyone wanted it to be. Um, so obviously we we know that this is going to have a huge impact on students' well-being. So our student um, well-being support services have really, really upped their game and offering more support and putting more work into ensure that everyone's mental health is staying well. We've got services just to make sure each student is getting that support they need during this difficult year. We also opened up some helplines um, that are specifically for parents and carers to follow up with any inquiries they had. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's been a really, really tough year, um, but our support team have been absolutely brilliant at making sure every student's got through it the best they can. Um, but also in terms of outreach and reaching parents and carers, it's been a tough year as well, because where we'd usually go out to schools and colleges and meet parents of prospective students, um, obviously we haven't been able to do that. So we've had to kind of adapt all our delivery to the virtual world, um, which sounds like it would be really difficult to do, but we've actually realised how many opportunities um, we can do in this. So as I said previously, like parents and carers going to physical events is quite, it's hard to fit in, like they're all working all day, they come home, they just want to have the dinner and they don't want to be coming across town to come and visit a campus to go to an event. But running virtual events, actually we've seen so much more engagement from parents because they can just tune in from the comfort of their own home. But we also have like an on-demand section as well. So it's given us so many opportunities and whilst we can't wait to bring parents and carers back onto campus, um, we're definitely going to keep our virtual events going throughout um, the next academic year. That sounds great. And um, I think just on that as well, you've, you've touched on um, a real point there around ensuring that parents are a, a key consideration when planning open events, whether on site or virtual. Um, I think as well as assisting students in researching their options. We, we know that a lot of parents attend open dates with their children, whether that be, um, like you've mentioned, on campus or, or virtually based on the current um, requirements. So it's, it's really keen that universities utilise that open day window to engage parents and, and really get them on your side. Um, it's important to engage with parents before um, an open day, really getting parents excited about the university and the run up to the open day will boost your overall then their overall experience on the day as well as as well as the students and will really make you stand out from the crowd one way to do this and how I've done this with other university clients is to have separate open day talks just for parents and um, whether those be virtually or again on site and um, because students obviously value the support of their parents and they need that but they also need to feel in, independent so having separate opportunities and events for parents give students the much needed space that they can they so they can imagine themselves at university but also you're keeping the parents included as well which which we know parents want especially as a lot of them tend to be fronting the cash for their child to go to university helping them in kind of some way or another um so i guess i just wanted to ask this final question of kind of you, you've mentioned that that's a factor that you take into account when when planning open events and, and hosting um, events to include parents but whether you think it's worthwhile um, having a separate talk for them or, or how you approach that as a university and, and what's worked. Yeah, so we encourage parents um, to come to our open days. Of course, we'd love them to come and see what John Moores has to offer. And obviously, they're going to have a good insight to whether they think their children's going to be their child is going to be happy there. So we do love parents to come, and we will really, really encourage parents to go to as many open days as they can. Um, in regards to running separate events, we definitely do that throughout the year. Uh, but in regards to our open day, when the understanding that they're going to be visiting with their 
their child we just incorporate everything into one so the, the presentations and the workshops we deliver are suitable for both the students and the parents rather than doing separate ones because I know a lot of students as well especially if they're new to the city they won't want to be splitting up on the actual day um, but I know other institutions do it and that works for them but we just like to put everything in for, for both really um, and it needs Parents can still have the opportunity to ask questions um, from a parent parental perspective, as well as students can in the Q&A sessions. But it's just a yeah, the, the audience is for both of them. That, that sounds great. And I think at the moment what you're doing is working, working really well. Um, and I think especially while the events are virtual um, is where it's more easier to kind of parents, I guess, to dip in and out and attend certain talks. But that's a really good point around um, for example, if a student is visiting a university that's, that's far away, once eventually we get back to open days in person, um, whether they would want to be kind of away from their parents for, for too long um, or whether that, like what you're incorporating with kind of the parents and students there and the, the content tailored for both of them um, could actually work just as well. Um, Hannah, I could keep talking to you for hours. Thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. And I think I speak for everyone when they listen to this to say um, what you've been talking about is really insightful and really interesting. And it's, it's been really great having you on. Thanks to those who've listened. Please make sure that you visit penateducation.co.uk to find out more about the webinars and sessions that we're running this week as part of the Student Stage.